Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to a brand new season of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Before I let you get into the episode, I need to have a quick waffle about the Waffle Shop podcast live coming from St. Mary's Guildhall in Coventry on the 22nd of April. You can expect incredible guests, live music and of course plenty of waffle. Get your tickets now via the link in my bio and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast, my first podcast of 2023. And I'm very excited to be joined by the brilliant singer-songwriter, Reese Lewis. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you very much. First of 2023. How does that feel for you? I mean, it feels weird. I had to record a practice one, see if I had to kind of, if I still had it. If you know, (laughs) if I still got it. So I felt like, okay, it went quite well. So obviously I'm Again, I'm going to say thank you for, for your time oh, today and joining me. Pleasure. What was your practice one? Do you sort of um, interview yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit across the mirror. I mean, yeah. no. <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do. I'm practicing, um, uh, practicing for a radio interview. You've got to you know, get into the zone. Do you, do you do that when it comes to singing as well? Like, Do you ever like to see what you what you would look like on stage? Oh, you know what, given given all the horrible photos that have been taken of me whilst I've been singing, because it, I, I do a lot of, you know, I've got a lot, of neck, <laughs> a lot of neck going on and a lot of face sort of weird, weird sort of moments. So I, I dare not look, I don't practice in front of the mirror just because I think if I did, sometimes it's good actually, because it helps you relax and you can look yeah. at where you're tensing up, but generally it's, uh, it's something I try and avoid. <laughs> That's probably the weirdest start to a podcast that I've <laughs> But right. it's interesting. It's interesting. It's the whole point of the waffle shop. We never know where the conversations gonna go. go. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> However, I do start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle, which is a chance yeah. for me and my guests, if they want to get involved, to get something off their chest in the hope that it stops it building up and we can all go about our day <clears> feeling <throat> a little bit better once we've kind of had a bit of a moan about it. So yeah first one of 2023 obviously the first kind of few weeks back in work like like, you kind of forget how to do your job (laughs) and then you're like oh okay this is how I do my job but the amount of kind of meetings that I've had recently this week I mean it's it's Wednesday that should have been an email has been ridiculous so I'm gonna I'm kicking starting my year moaning about emails that should have been no meetings that should have been emails yeah so what's worse emails that should have been meetings or meetings that should have been emails because you don't want to get through a long email and be like should we just make but yeah i know what you mean i i think i avoid that in my job as 
more more often than you probably do. Yeah. But that must be very frustrating when you go to a meeting. You're like, okay, so we've wasted a few hours of our yeah. lives getting here, doing all this to get to I get to three a bullet points. Three bullet <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go, is it that awkward thing at the end of the meeting where you go, oh, so we're finished already? Yes. What, what else do we talk about now? Is that are you? On the back of that, to be fair, because obviously with you being being a singer, I imagine you obviously you have ideas like popping into your head left, right, and centre. Are you a voice noter, or are you a texter? I'm a I'm a um, I write it down in my notes. Normally. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what to other people? Do you mean? I mean, so, yeah. If we I'm sharing we... the idea to other people. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't see what you mean. I um I do like a voice note. To be fair. Okay. I do enjoy voice note, but it also, I think I've become more aware of the fact that some people don't like voice notes. So you, you can tell the people that like them if they reply with a voice note, <laughs> yeah. I think. And it's the same socially as it is with work is sometimes, and also it's not easy, especially socially. I've got a friend of mine who will tell me the details of everything that they, like if we're meeting up, we'll go, right, we're going to meet here at this point, this time. And if it's in a voice note, I then have to listen to it every time <laughs> if I forget. Yes. So he's like, yeah, meet me at this time at this place and I'm going to do this and, oh, do you mind picking it? And then so I have to go, oh, God, I've got to listen to like a two-minute voice memo again. <laughs> You've got to listen to a podcast <laughs> to yeah. find out where you meet him. <laughs> and so, no, it basically is that. So I think now he, I think that we have a group chat where he's in that as well. And we sort of made a joke about the fact that we have to all take notes of his voice notes so we can, you know, organise our lives. So what he'll do now is he'll send a voice note and then he'll sort of put the, put the bullet points of the voice note in a text so he's like for those of you that can't listen and want reference he just he did like he he's kind of he, he, he's a very i mean lovely that's, guy. that's impressive that he's is impressive yeah impressive. he's a producer so he's very on it he's very organized he's like here's my voice and then here are the roundups of my points in a text format which i think is very considerate I completely considerate yeah. I feel like I'm going to like pitch it to like the group chat and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I love a podcast. I can't be, I can't be doing what I'm doing now. I'm like, oh God, I'm sick of them. But sometimes this, this could have been three bullet points. Yeah, not, totally. not the four or five minute. <laughs> well, do you know what? I am guilty of that. And I, I think sometimes I'm aware of whether I'm, I sometimes ask myself once I've left a voice note, whether I'm doing it for them or for me, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think sometimes I like the I, I like the sound of my own voice for too much, and then I get on a little riff, and then it goes on to a little tangent. I'm like, oh, I'm so funny, and then I think <laughs> I just want on the other side of the phone going, get your point, get your point. But then some people, some people like it, but sometimes I'm like, I'm a bit self-indulgent when it comes to voice. No, you're a performer. If anything, you just <laughs> if any, it's a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, no. But sometimes I'll sometimes I'll start I'll start like a, a a hello message with a improvised song to my friend Charlie, or for example, and I'll go, Charlie, Charlie, and I'll just sing a random thing that just yeah. goes to my head. And then I'm like, I've never asked a Charlie if she's like, <laughs> or if she's like sat there in her office going, can I, can you just tell me what time we see each other tonight? <laughs> but hey, of course, of course, you've got to just, you've got, you've got to work your way out. If you've got that. a talent, you've got to, it'll be, if you weren't doing that, it'd be a waste. So. Oh, thank you. You know what? I'm going to hold on to that in 2023. Yeah. No, I'm going to start every voice memo with a, with a, with a jingle. Do you know what's also funny? So you can't see that there are two kids um, outside my window. That's something, doesn't it? Um, and it's not always two children. It's often... Uh, it's just basically, Do you want a, me to cut this bit out? Yeah, can you know? yeah, I'm le- It's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. So I've just been to the studio, as I said, and uh, it's on the ground floor of a block of flats. And so for privacy and security, they put those kind of like um, mirrored like a mirrored sheen on the other side of the glass so I can see out but anyone who's on the other side of the glass basically just sees themselves (laughs) so what I get is as people are walking back through the little gangway to their house yeah you just get people stopping and looking at themselves it's just really bizarre because the first time it happened I just there was this person just (laughs) looking at me going like this and I was thinking I was like like, hello like I'm in my (laughs) and I thought yeah it's a bit weird actually because I didn't know it was a walkway and then it was a walkway I thought people just gonna be looking at all my studio stuff and everything and then I realised and um, that it was it. mirrored. But now I just get loads of people walking by every five minutes, checking themselves out. It's quite a bizarre thing because... I feel like there's just, like that social media gold right there. It really is. Do you know what? I'm going to have to have like a little... <laughs> there you go. I mean, is that illegal? Am I allowed to do that? Oh, well. When I've got millions of followers, no one's going to mind. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You're famous. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> you I'll just get, do what you want. Just, this will be my moment on TikTok. Well, exactly. finally, none of the music kicked off. But as soon as I start posting people posing in my window, 
Okay, viral. There we go. <clears throat> To be yeah. fair, we kind of like massively kind of sidetracked there, which is very valid points, I must yeah. add. Is there anything that kind of gets on your nerves a little bit? Like you quite <sighs> like to get off your chest? Yeah, and it's been on my nerves for a while, but it hasn't triggered in a while because I, obviously I was, I was back I was back home for Christmas. I live in mm-hmm. London and um, I was back home for Christmas, so I had a bit of a break from it. And I've recently moved, so I moved to Hackney and I also have a studio now in Hackney, yeah. so I don't really get on the tube very often. However, when I do get on the tube or a train in particular, and any 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 mode of transport, to be honest, in London, it really grinds my gears when people get onto a train or onto any mode of public transport before they've allowed the people that are trying to get off the train off. to get off. And it just boils my blood. And it happens not just, it just happens on every single train. There'll be some carriage, there'll be some person where they're just so in a rush to get on that train the doors open and before the people and i obviously when you're trying to get off a train and there's a whole yeah. load of people just waiting by the thing trying to get on that that's been causing me a lot of anxiety because i you, you get now when i go to town it's quite it's quite it's quite full on like there's lots of people yeah. especially after covid times i've not been around loads of people and slowly going back to society when you get on the tube a packed tube you just want to go, guys. Just have a take a breath. The, the train will, down. yeah. The train's going to be here for thirty seconds. We're all going to be okay. So just let me step onto the platform, and then you can get on, and that'll be great. So that's been something that's causing me a lot of stress. <laughs> I've just been thinking no, about it again. It's a, it's valid, very valid, because this is now is one of those things that you it happens every time, and it's like until you're in that situation, yeah, I feel like you kind of forget how annoying it is. It re- yeah, and and I I try and come to the situation with a little bit of sympathy because I think sometimes you know people are tourists maybe and they're really worried about getting on the train mm-hmm. they don't want to miss it and they're going oh what if I don't get to Leicester Square in time you know I've got to make sure I get on the train and they don't really know how it works but yeah it still annoys me so <laughs> even if I try and be sympathetic <laughs> same for the thing of like people that stand on the left when clearly everyone is standing on the right and I know yeah. it's an obvious thing because I'm sure people complain that all the time but you just think. Even if you're from another country and you've never been to London, you don't know how it works. When you see everyone there walking can, that way, it's common sense. <laughs> it's just, I think, general general common sense, isn't it? Same for meetings. Same for like putting a meeting with uh, shooting an email. Just use your head. I feel like this is going to be like, welcome to part seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah, it turns out we're just really cynical. Yeah. Or, but we're both really. Yeah. But no, that that's been that was on my that was on my brain because uh, I've been getting on and off trains the last few days when I've been going into town and thinking, oh, guys, this could be so much easier for everyone if you just all just chill out. It's the human thing, isn't it? We make everything so much more difficult than it needs to be. Can't stand it. It just makes it, it makes it makes me <laughs> yeah, even now. Like I can same see. as same <laughs> as like driving on the motorway. I, I I find other drivers infuriating because they just do really weird things. I, where, okay, this is a good question. Where, where, how do you drive a motorway? Do, do you like to stick in the middle lane? Do you like to go in the, the, the like? What's, what would you say? Are you a good motorway driver? So I don't drive. Okay, no, no, <laughs> for, this, for this kind of reason, because <laughs> I, I have to find my attention span is dreadful anyway when it comes to it. But anything like that, like I, I feel like the road. I feel like if you looked up road rage in the dictionary, at some point <laughs> there's going to be a picture of my face. Because I don't <laughs> think I mean. could do it. Because I feel like if I did something wrong, someone would shout at me. But when you're quite clearly sticking to the rules and there's someone doing whatever they want to do on the road, you're like, no. Yeah. Do you, as in, you, you don't have a license, or you say, you oh yeah, do. I don't have a license. Okay, cool. Just checking. When, when you said you don't drive, I thought you meant like I don't drive because I get too. Oh no, I have a horrendous fear of failure, so I've never done my driving. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> that's, I had that's for my therapist, not for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I, I actually only recently learned to drive was like two years ago when I was bit, I was about twenty nine. Yeah, and I and I think before then it was a similar fear of failing because I was like I should I should have been able to do this by now and I can't. So yeah. it became a big big thing. Um. But you just do it. I mean, I'd say I'd say do it because it changes your life in a really good way. Okay, right. I'm going to make that like my goal this year. <laughs> do you do you do you live in a city or do you? Live yes. In yeah. Where do you live? Um, Coventry. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Which I, mean, I have but... to be fair, I have a bone to pick with you, but we'll get to that later on. Oh, really? <laughs> or to be fair, no, I'm not going to do that because that's like anxiety induced. I was going to say that's <laughs> ominous. You basically said, yeah, like, yeah. I'll let you sit on that and be really worried yeah. about what I might Sorry. say in about 20 minutes. Come on, let's, let's have it out now. Let's okay, we'll have it out now. 
obviously with the new album, you're going on tour. Yeah. There's there's no Birmingham date. I know. And actually I've got two brummies in my band and they were both very upset as well. So well there's three of us now. Mind you probably there's more than three of us. I was gonna say that's probably why I didn't play a show in Birmingham, (laughs) so we got three fans. Um I apologize firstly. I'd like to say sorry on behalf of my team. Uh, had I been pulling the strings, I'd have been going to every single town, every single uh, city in the in the UK because I love it. It's great. However, um, it's touring is 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 quite difficult at the minute. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tug on your heartstrings and I'm gonna play the sympathy card because since COVID, it's not been the same. Oh, we oh, look. <laughs> no, at you. no, 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 you've said that. You've you've used that before. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's I, know, I know that sounds. It sounds, probably does sound cliche because not a lot of artists will say it. But it, it's yeah. um, it was a weird time, and a, it took a long time for me to get uh, any shows back in the diary. Yeah. And my album kept getting pushed back for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just the confidence in um, in live touring and for certain artists to be able to sell tickets, basically. Yeah. And it's it does cost a lot of money to tour, and I think a lot of a lot of I, I would love to be able to go and play as many shows as possible, but yeah. I think most artists at my level lose money on a tour. So the more places you go, um, or just just about break even if if you do. Um, so it, it's it's a financial um, decision, really. Bit, bit yeah. being as open as possible, it, it's like you, you can only do so many shows, and you can only um, afford to lose so many, so much money per show. Yeah. Uh, so unless that, yeah, that's basically it. So I just got to choose, and then and then it also comes down to routing. So if you can't find the right venue at the right time in that yeah. between Oxford and Manchester, whatever it is, then it just it's so annoying. But I I wish I, I wish I could play them all. But um, no, sadly, okay. I'll, I'll let you off for that because that that must be very <laughs> very stressful. It but is. It won't, also... it won't be the it won't be the first. No, it won't be the. What am I trying to say? It won't be the only opportunity. That's what I was supposed to say. No, and I've, I've actually been thinking it might be nice to do more shows, but in a slightly more casual capacity. So, like, instead of bringing yeah. a whole band and a whole big touring thing on the road, it could be that I just come and play a few songs with my guitar, and like, it doesn't have to yeah. be because um, I think you build up to a tour like that because it is such a big thing to organise. Whereas doing a few shows out, out, out about in places you didn't get to the first yeah. time, just to say I appreciate your support and I want to play a show there, I think I'd, I'd like to do that more because. Yeah, I, I even just enjoy playing on my own really as well. So yeah. it's, a diff- it's a very different thing and it, it's, it's it's more intimate in a way. So I think it might be a good excuse to go to the place that I didn't get to go on tour and, and do some kind of acoustic shows or something. So I like that. It's exciting. It's exciting times, obviously, all around for you at the moment. But stuff like that, like, even when you were talking about it, I could really see like the passion on your face of like how much it actually means to you, which I kind of, I want to tap into before we kind of move in to like, the songs and the albums like I always ask especially when I have like a musical guest on like can you remember like the first time like did you see like a someone on tv or someone live or hear a song or like how did that musical journey start for you yeah well I guess so I've in terms of first ever getting into music I remember I was I, I had um piano lessons oh, sorry not piano um clarinet lessons at school yeah. and uh I really loved what it like learning the music and reading the music and doing all of the stuff and then I just didn't fall in love with the clarinet so then I picked up the guitar and I remember just immediately falling in love with it and just being obsessed with it and yeah. I think that kind of connection to an instrument and the obsession that came from that was the thing that got me hooked on music and then yeah initially I just wanted to be a guitarist I just wanted to play like the greats and learn all the guitar parts and all the solos and just sit in my bedroom all day I to the point where my mum would have to say can you stop practicing guitar <laughs> and go outside or like please just play some xbox just go and play some xbox or go and watch some tv just can you get out of your room and stop playing guitar probably because I was playing with a distortion pattern and she just wanted to me to shut up but, just a bit of peace and quiet yeah just can you please stop playing the same riff over and over again but my mind was like that ever since I was a kid. I, I'd just be happy to sit there for hours yeah. and just even just play the same song, try and learn the same song for hours on end. And I think it's the same thing now. I sit down and write songs and it's, it comes from the same place. I just, something good, it does something good for my brain or I just enjoy yeah. it. And so, yeah, when I first got into music, it was through the guitar and learning 
kind of all the greats and getting into guitar music. And at the time, you know, my dad introduced me to sort of dad rock and the Led Zeppelin yeah. of the world and, and Jimi Hendrix. And I just loved it. And then it was probably when I was a teenager, I started listening to the band music that was kind of guitar heavy, like the Arctic Monkeys and mm. Blur and Supergrass and all those bands that kind of were happening around the time that's when I started to go, oh, songwriting. I started to recognise yeah. the song as much as just the guitar parts. So that's kind of how I started to fall in love with that. And then as soon as I started writing songs, I guess I naturally began singing a bit more because yeah. I was thinking about lyrics and trying to make melodies. And even then, though, it wasn't something I thought, I want to be an artist, I want to be, yeah. um, uh, you know, doing it as a living. I just knew I liked writing songs. It wasn't. I wasn't even thinking too much about it, so kind of all grew from just my love of guitar really and then just evolved into more and more music as time went on. I do you know what I really love these kind of conversations, especially with the music like guest, because I can literally see like your brain ticking of like, ah, oh, I feel like there's like moments that I don't know, or even songs that have kind of soundtracked those little snippets of you. Yeah. Like to get to this point. Like, I, yeah, I love it's hearing funny. about it. Yeah, because I, I actually, I was doing another interview, which was kind of heavily based on like songs from your past. And it's quite yeah. funny going through those because it's weird. I, I wouldn't say most of the music that I grew up listening to and fell in love with initially sounds anything like the music I write. But deep down, it was something that I have, a, it's some, well, all those songs I have a real strong connection with still. Yeah. And they kind of, I met, they make me realise why I learned to love this thing about music and why I learned to go in that direction for a little while and, yeah, so it's, it's it's really interesting to kind of think about your younger self and go, oh, so when I first heard that song, there's songs from the Arctic Monkeys, for example, where when I was first listening to Jimi Hendrix and just listening yeah. to the guitar, and there's a song called Little Wing where I remember learning that song and, and getting obsessed with the guitar part. And then that was that was everything. I just thought, wow, I can sound like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> play like Jimi Hendrix. But the fact that I could play, play something that he made was amazing. And I it was like a puzzle that I'd figured out. And it was like, learning a magic trick and then when I started to listen to the lyrics of these bands like Arctic Monkeys and uh, Supergrass and Franz Ferdinand and all these indie bands that were coming through especially Arctic Monkeys in particular and the Libertines uh, it was like they were sort of they were, there was a poetry to the way they were talking about a Saturday night waiting in a queue outside a club <laughs> yeah. and it was just I was thinking wow how creative is that and how amazing is it that I understand what he's saying but he's saying it and it sounds really cool. And so the lyrics just jumped at me, how colloquial and sort of slang they were and how his accent seemed to kind of come through with this guitar-based music. And that was then I started to listen to the lyrics of music because yeah. I thought, wow, he's telling a story. And then you could obviously get introduced to all of these classics like Carole King and James Taylor and Stevie Wonder and all of these amazing musicians from the past. And then you start listening to their lyrics and hearing about what they're writing about. And there's like a voice from the past that's suddenly saying, yeah. here's something that I wrote many years ago before you even alive and it speaks still. So it's just, it's just music for me is just so exciting because it transcends time and it makes you feel something that someone wrote yeah. years ago or something. You know, they're dead, some of them. And you just think, wow, isn't that incredible? So I think... I think, it, I think it's quite powerful. Like, <clears throat> and I think whether you're a music fan or not, like it has that power to transport you. Like it has that ability to kind of bring out emotion. It makes you feel a certain way. And like, I mean, it's one of my biggest coping mechanisms. Like when things get a little bit too much, my headphones are in, I've got a playlist on, like to kind of help me navigate through it. And one mm. of the biggest things it's kind of taught me is that I'm not on my own feeling those kind of emotions because Amy Winehouse is singing about this from like 15 years ago. Yeah. So she must be, she was feeling something that I'm feeling. So it, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm a bit of a music nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. Totally. Cause it's like, I, I don't, yeah, that's the first kind of time it made me realize I wasn't on my own when I was excited to allow my emotions kind of to be, I don't know, I guess to engage with the music rather than like kind of like fight it. I just kind of go with it now. Yeah, yeah. And actually, as you say, someone else explaining that emotion from their point of view can be the voice that your emotion needs in that moment to just Definitely. allow it to come and then go. Because sometimes the hardest thing about certain emotions or certain moods or feelings is the 
that you try to resist them and try and push yeah. them away when actually sometimes they just need to happen without you trying to get rid of them or get better or whatever it might be and, and I think music's a really great soundtrack for that so it gives us a space for those emotions to be valid in and Definitely. um yeah I think that's a really special thing that music does and, and as I say it's unifying it makes you feel not alone the fact that someone else has been through it and tells you about it and shares a part of them that yeah. relates to something you're feeling it's, it's, it's that, that's that's truly the most amazing thing that's the thing I love about writing songs as well it's like going, oh I wonder if someone else has been through yeah. this and someone else sees the world in this same little way it's it is magical I do think it is have you ever had that because I mean I've, I've had like guests on here before talking about like certain songs and stuff like that they don't necessarily struggle to sing but they have like at that moment in time it was obviously it was kind of how they were feeling obviously some of those feelings might have been incredibly difficult mm. they are now like singing these like night in night out but they mean something so different to pretty much everyone in the audience mm. have you ever had that kind of moment of where someone has said like this is how I felt like thank you for kind of yeah I have it, it I, I have it a lot actually and it's, it is so special I have a lot of messages on Instagram and, and social media for some of the songs that I guess feel a little bit more rooted in either breakups or mental health yeah. more negative emotions um more challenging emotions I should say really um and when someone messages and says this song has helped me through this period of time and it's like you wrote it for me you know when those messages come through it, it is so rewarding because we obviously we live in a world where if you're not number one you could be you know yeah. it's, it's easy to think oh no one no one likes me isn't where we're and I, I have those days you know you always you always want to be more successful than you are and you be, i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't like to be top of the charts of course yeah. but that's not also why I write music. I write music to connect with people. And then when I get messages where the music has resonated and helped yeah. someone or that is truly my mission statement. Like I do really put my own emotions into it in a way that I hope other people can connect to and, and, and find something that maybe helps and or not helps is the wrong word really, but just, yeah, relates to. Yeah, but I think it gives people that space. I mean, like I think this is how I discovered your music is because I think it was like on a like a Spotify recommended or something like that and then I heard it and I was like it's like one of those voices that this is gonna sound really weird but like it almost felt like nostalgia like a nostalgic mm. kind of like I've heard this before voice before even though I'm hearing it for the first time like it just feels like it's kind of like always been there and mm. then especially with kind of like the newer music and I need to kind of look to get this quote right because the reason I asked those questions is because there's a line in to be alive that I think just from what I'm going through at the moment like it just I had to like pause and like rewind it a few times to be like oh, I needed to hear that and then I'd, I'd get on with the rest of the anthem and it's the um only the moment matter uh, matters the future might never happen and it's that kind of like feeling especially because I struggle quite badly with like anxiety it's like I need to be more present like mm. only this happening right now matters I can't change what's happened in the past can't like change what's going to happen in the future I can't mm. it's out of my control so the only thing I can do right now is to be in the moment and I don't know why it resonated me with me the way that it did but yeah I have to go to I'm going to thank you for that because oh. it's something that has really kind of it's stuck with me and then literally every day like when I listen to it I'm like yeah it's just that little reminder so yeah it, it oh. definitely you've your voice and kind of your songwriting is having that impact so well thank you very much good for you honestly it really, really is special and um i think primarily that like when i write those songs it's they're like little mantras to myself you yeah. know the little moments because i struggle with anxiety and it's yeah. something that i've kind of gotten more aware of in the past five or six years and and, yeah. and, and a lot of my songs touch on it when I start to look through the back catalogue there's a lot of songs that talk about this kind of uh I guess this like being the being present thing yeah. and uh it's something I really struggle with and especially when it's normally once a once a once a period of my life has kind of gone by and I look back at it I'm like oh my god I was, yeah. wasn't there I wasn't there and it scares me 
because I can do it in relationships. I can do it on holidays. I can do it in, you know, just periods of my life yeah. where I realized that I've, I've gotten so into this habit of like psych, sort of an- anxious thinking that yeah. it's, it's hard to then just be in the moment and enjoy it and take it in and remember it and feel it. And so a lot of the songs, a lot of songs, there's, there's been a theme, there's one called Hold On To Happiness, which is basically the same thing of like looking back at a relationship and going, wow, it was amazing. But I didn't even know it was amazing until I left yeah. it. Like, wow, we had an amazing time and it was really good and I was really happy. Well, I should have been happier. Yeah. But I was too worried about the future. I was too worried about, oh, what, what if this happens or what if that happens or, you know, just wrapped up in other things. Then it puts that, that that sort of barrier or that distance in between you and the other person or you and the moment or you and yourself, you know, yeah. that, that thing that you could just sort of resonate with in that moment. And it's scary when you realize that so much that happens in your brain takes you out of that. Or so many thoughts yeah. can remove you from what's really there and really happening. And so, yeah, I think it's been a theme that I've been coming back to here and there because it, it really affects me. And I know that, that's something I want to keep working on so it's a little reminder to myself only the moment matters and yeah just that's where you have to live really just got to try and you I mean we'd all like to be Buddhist monks wouldn't we if if we only had to worry about the present moment that'd be great but we we don't live in a world where that can be the case so otherwise we'd all be you know we'd all be probably going mental but um yeah I think as much as possible like when you know you've got the space to be there and not to have to you don't have to think about tomorrow or the next hour you can just go I'm just going to engage with this right now it's it's really special I think so it's just kind of constantly reminding ourselves and each other to to do that no I thought to be honest you are you've said that incredibly better than I ever could <laughs> and literally I felt like I wanted to clap um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly no I, I agree with that every words that you were saying hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the questions it did lead me to then was, obviously I mentioned like about like music being my coping mechanism and obviously with you being obviously the incredible songwriter that you are, do you have any other kind of things that you lean on to navigate through that because I imagine do you had you like I don't know like writer's block and things like that do you ever take yourself away from that kind of world to kind of give yourself what you need yeah well I I, I find just walking sounds yeah. like very simple but I find walking running and basically exercise is my is my sort of way out of, of those moments because it just I if I'm actually there's this I realize there's things like I like playing chess I really enjoy playing chess like it um but I also find it also very stressful because it's like it's very absorbing of your mind but then you can also it it can be quite anxious (laughs) it can be quite anxiety inducing because basically chess is basically about thinking about the future (laughs) so sometimes I like playing chess scrap everything we've just discussed (laughs) (laughs) no but I realized so I was actually chatting to my therapist about my, my, my obsession with chess and I was saying how it's good that I'm not on Instagram and I'm playing chess, right? Sometimes when I need that break from my yeah. something of like need to you know change it up for my brain, but then I go, but it is also, it's not, it's not, it's still sort of a weirdly anxiety-inducing thing because it's like planning the future. You're not thinking about the pre- you're not in the moment, yeah. even though you're 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 in a sort of you're sort of in a moment. You're not in the moment because you're thinking about 
the possibilities of the future outcomes of never next move and it's it's a, as a pattern for your brain to learn it's not i don't think it's a very good one so when i'm walking and i just go right i've got an hour to walk there my mind can just wander and just loosen and as i said i can put music on or just listen to a podcast yeah running's really good for me because i get i just i try and as much as possible think about every single step and it's like yeah. my t- sort of type of med- med- meditation because I'm not very good at meditating. I've done, I've have tried, I've tried to be mindful and I, I'd like to get better at it. But I think for me running or any kind of, I like playing tennis a lot. Yeah. And the reason I enjoy it is because I cannot be thinking about anything else, but know. just the thing I'm doing in that moment. So when I'm thinking about running, I'm thinking about like what my lungs are doing and what my diaphragm is doing. And I'm thinking about if my back's straight and I'm thinking just about as many things as I can be thinking about in the moment and how my knees feel when they hit the floor and like how I'm taking my foot off the floor and, just try to be mindful with every single movement of it because then for an hour well, i don't want for an hour but like 40 minutes let's say. <laughs> um every now and again i'm like an hour like, like, mar- once a year like, yeah yeah <laughs> for four hours a day yeah. i just you know switch just off show it off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. God, I play um, five instruments. I've got yeah. all these good songs. I can run. I can play tennis. So, okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. So, so, it's okay. You can't no, meditate, no, though. So. No, no, I can't meditate. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't paint. Um, no, I, don't, I didn't say I was any good at running. I'm joking. Um, I just like it because it gets my mind in this place. But yeah, it's, it's basically just my version of being able to be like completely mm. in the moment. And that's, I think that's also why I love music. But sometimes when music becomes stressful or yeah. you hit a roadblock, uh, it's really easy to 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 let the mind eat itself. So good to take no. a break, go for a walk, get some fresh air, and uh, try and do something different. Basically, no, so, I completely yeah. agree. I do the same with swimming. Is it yeah. because in the, literally for however long I'm in there, is it I'm focusing nothing on nothing else but my breath and mm. not drowning, basically. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> that's it's true. It's not that. If you get it wrong, you drown. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you've got no choice <laughs> other than to. To stay focused. <laughs> oh, I I envy it. I can't such a bad swimmer. I can't I can't do a length. It's so annoying. Yeah. I wish I was better at swimming, but I can't do it. I literally get halfway yeah, across the pool. Maybe it's yeah. a different. Yeah, I can run all right, but swimming, I just literally I pass out after about a length, and I go, I don't know how anyone does this. So, not <laughs> so going for the water. You go to the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my my kind of swimming. <laughs> well, so we. We've waffled about everything other than the thing that I wanted to waffle you about. But obviously, to be fair, the album's out now. It will be out by the time this goes out. Just I realised I probably should have said that before. No, 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 great. Yeah, Let's yeah. I'll, do, I'll do that bit again. <laughs> so obviously, the album is out now, Corner of the Sky. Tell me about it. How long oh. has this been in the works? It's been in the works since 2021. And, wow um it was this, i remember writing i was actually away in america in february and early march of 2021 yeah that was the that was the covid year wasn't it yeah yes yeah yeah <laughs> so um i was there when covid be- became a thing i was in i was in nashville and i'd just wow. done a week in i just done a week i think or two weeks writing in la and then uh went to nashville to do another week of writing and then halfway through that week uh the covid thing started to happen and then all these supermarkets in i should say superstores in (laughs) america um they they everyone started to kind of like go in with their with their guns and take the toilet paper and i was thinking oh this is mental it's only a flu you know i thought and obviously we didn't know what it was going to be but that was really early on and then um that was when i was out there to i remember there's a few songs on the album that i wrote when i was in la one of them was i think it's 21st century life is one of them it's on there alone starting with alone i wrote out there la and so yeah it's weird because then as soon as i got home everything went very bizarre and i i booked myself a holiday to go to the lake district <laughs> to do some walking actually because it's you know good for the brain and uh i i went on that holiday but then I think two days into it, everything shut down. So I was in this really weird little apartment in Windermere <laughs> and uh, trying to work out what to do because when you go to the supermarket, there's no food. Yeah. And it was that really odd time. And then after that, I didn't actually, I was, I was living in London at the time, but after that, I um, spoke to my mate Aidan, who's been producing 
mind albums with me for a long time now um and he and i said look we want to carry on writing and recording if this is going to be a really weird few months why don't we just hire a studio in the middle of nowhere and then we can just isolate there and he said yeah sounds great so like, the only such thing a good idea yeah it was great he's like can i bring my girlfriend and i was like of course so basically me and me and aiden and his girlfriend lived in a in a in a in a barn basically <laughs> for three months and she's a, she's a singer and songwriter as well so we, we got on really well and it was um it was really really nice um considering obviously what we we're going through but we ended up living in in cambridgeshire in um this very very charming little studio yeah. and, and it was that's basically when we started writing and recording the album um but we didn't know it was the album i was just writing music and then um it was when i got back to london we started to kind of record it more properly in the studio and spent the whole of 2022 really just kind of or well, second half of 2021 and early 2022 just figuring it all out yeah so uh yeah was it 20 yeah it was wasn't it I don't think no, maybe, that, that period of time just kind of all just maybe merged. it was 2020. <laughs> was it 2020 when COVID hit? It was 2020, and then the it was like, <laughs> then we were we fair, didn't we have like two or three <laughs> other lockdowns? Yeah, so it was 2020. I was saying everything I said and just moved yeah. back a year. So it was 2020 <laughs> and uh, went away to America, came back, did the thing, and then 2021 was when we started to kind of record it. And then 2022, yeah. which we've just had, got it, get it now. Uh, was more around like making videos and uh, promo and photo yeah. shoots and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's been a long process, about about two years, yeah, all in, in total. Um, which but is the timing from with it from the timing point of view. Obviously, this has been a long time kind of coming with, especially with kind of obviously the setbacks and obviously pandemics and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you feel ready now? Like, do you feel like this is the right time? Oh, good question. I mean, I I sort of had a mental breakdown <laughs> towards, okay. uh, a, towards a simple yes or no would have been nice. But <laughs> well, we're waffling. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Let me waffle about me. no. As in, I I sort of feel like the COVID times really shook me up and yeah. really changed something about how I felt being a musician and putting myself out there in the world. And it was a weird time because I think when everything happened and we all were in our little bubbles and isolated, I think the only way to communicate was through the internet and through yeah. being online. And there was a portion of that that I felt capable of doing. And, and I guess at a time I enjoyed, and then suddenly I started to find the whole being online and being out there and pushing yourself and yeah. all of that. I started to find it really hard and, and not very natural. And that was when I, I think I started when, when those months were kind of at the, the most tricky and, and we were all kind of struggling with self-isolation and all of that and my mental health wasn't a place where I could be on social media every day and be like hey I'm having yeah. a great time listen to my music when that did when that sort of became the dynamic in myself I I sort of hid instead of trying to keep, keep present in the social media world yeah. and it's it sort of affected my confidence moving forward and so now it's like the album's coming out but i sort of feel like i've been sort of hiding for not not hiding but i i, I feel like i've not quite got the confidence back to kind of really yeah. go into the world with this music and um properly own it and sell it but um yeah i'm proud of the music and i and i hope that it's one of those things that it can be a slow burn and people can hear it and maybe fall in love with the album in their own little way and if they like it they'll tell a mate and that's a, probably a romantic view of how people listen to music these days, but I, I, I'm really proud of it as a body of work. I think yeah. as a, as a collection of songs, I, I really really enjoy listening to it. And and I, I, even though I love my first album, I don't think I can say that about the first one. I, I, yeah. I feel like it's more of like a, a compilation of songs that I worked on over the first part of my career. Whereas this one feels like a, I'd really thought about yeah. the sound of it and the songs I wanted on there and. I hope that when people hear it, they can kind of listen to it and sink into it in that way. So we'll see. From what I've heard, like there, I'm sensing there's a lot of heart in it. Mm. There's a there's a few very like intimate moments I would say that I can hear, like either in your voice or in the melodies or even obviously in the in the obviously the instrumentals kind of thing. So I feel like it is that kind of. To be fair, I think it is that kind of like 
it made me feel nostalgic. It made me feel like, ah, oh, I'm I'm okay, kind of thing. It was like a don't want to say it was like a like a hug, but it was that like ah, okay, someone speaking my language, which then it kind of gave me that sense of calm. It was like so there is definitely from what I've heard already. So I'm excited to actually sit down with the rest of it and kind of amazing kind of feel it but from what i've heard yeah i can really kind of sense the the heart in it as cheesy as that sounds but no 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 that that, i'm I'm pleased to say that i'm pleased to say that because i think that's something that was one of my ambitions with the next album when i was thinking about the second album is like having that heart and having that kind of maybe a sort of an emotional journey or an emotional sort of center to it um and themes and ideas that felt like they kind of led to the next one and complemented each other yeah. and it is very much a sort of I guess an a, 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 it's like and it's and a lot of people will probably say it's about their work but I do feel like it was like I was diarizing in music yeah. I was kind of like writing down these thoughts and feelings in the songs and then trying to figure out ideas that I was having for the first time in myself and philosophies that I was thinking oh what am I doing in my life that like, yeah. existential questioning and and trying to figure out especially given that covid was such a unique yeah thing that made us that gave us all a different perspective on our lives we all had to stop we all had to kind of look at life from a different perspective different angle and that time even though it was very strange and there were lots of dark moments in it was was also for me I, i find the silver linings in it and go yeah, I, I realized a few things about myself. I questioned a few things about myself and those things have been really positive. And had I had the world not stopped in the way that it did, it might have taken me a few more years to like confront those things and think yeah. about them. And uh, I think that's been really healthy. And, and the fact that this, the album to me is like a time stamp in that respect. It's like a, a pause. It's like a, yeah. let's take a big zoom. For me, it's the album is that, that's why it's called Corner of the Sky. It's like a big zoom out. It's like, let's go above the life that you have and think about looking back at it and go, huh. And it's basically this place of like looking at what where you're at and appreciating it, questioning it, and I guess trying to work out where to go from there with this yeah. new 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 sense of the world that you're in. And that's why alone this the the, the album starts with a song and that the first um the first lyric is of the album is do you ever feel like running away? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I do. And it's like, I feel like being alone. I feel like running away from this thing that I'm trying to figure out to like get some sort of perspective and just take a breather. And so the album starts from that point. And then I hope it sort of goes through some form of journey of questioning and answering and understanding and feeling, and then sort of comes to a place of at the end of, of kind of being feeling settled. Um, even though, no one's ever truly completely settled. Like there's things that you can put to bed and there's always new answers and new questions that come up as you're on, on your journey. But that was for me, it was, it was such an amazing thing to have during COVID and during the pandemic because I could just escape to this little musical world that I was creating. Yeah. And it became this place that I could visit and, and just like get lost in and take all of these anxieties over here and turn them into something that felt positive and and it, it, that's why music to me is so precious because in those times where I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have it, I, I can't even imagine my, my world without it. But yeah. when I sit down and realize what I get to do through music and how I get to process things, it's kind of, it's amazing. So I, I just love it. I definitely think there's going to be a moment <laughs> in the not too distant future where you're going to look back, <clears throat> listen to these songs. It might even be when you're performing them like on tour that you can be like, I survived that. And mm. I feel like it, you're gonna, it's going to be like a real kind of a moment that I don't think a lot of us give ourselves credit for of looking at those moments and being like, I got through that, whether it's a song, whether it's a, like a journal entry or whether it's a photo to be like, mm. I did that, like I got through it. So yeah, I feel like uh, hearing like from the man himself, like who obviously who's wrote this incredible piece of work, like that it makes so much sense now mm. oh cool so i'm I'm very very excited to see where it goes now with it yeah i am i mean it's, it's hard because you don't you don't well you shouldn't be, have to sit stand and explain your your workings to people you you want to yeah. make sure that the album just speaks of its own 
accord and actually has room for other people to find their own thing from it. But um, yeah, it's just, it really helped me through those months and those years, I suppose it was, it was years. And uh, I hope that people can hear that in it, that yeah. it means a lot to me because it really does mean a lot to me. And I think that's why it's always a, a strange thing releasing music because you care so much about it, but then you also don't want to care too much about it because you know that it's just going into the world and there's yeah. so much other music and you don't want, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably, it's probably a bit of self-preservation, but I, I would love people to hear this album and, and find something in it that, that, that feels comforting or exciting. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a well, joy to create these things. So hopefully they can be listened to. I, it's a joy. It's a job well done from my point, because there's definitely bits that I've already mentioned of that. Yeah. It's a massive tick in the box from my right. side. So, awesome. thank you. But speaking of this, obviously, with the Waffle Shop and those songs that have kind of soundtracked bits and bobs, I, there's three questions I like to round off my episodes with that, especially when I have a musical guest on, that kind right. of really kind of I can see the brain ticking with it. But my first one is what song needs to be playing to get Reese on the dance floor? Oh. That is a really good question. <laughs> I would say it would probably be Paul Simon. You can call me Al. Shut you know, up. it starts with. Yeah, if I hear that, anyway, you got to say like, yeah. you've just given me goosebumps. Say <laughs> no that. Way. Generally, one of my favourite songs of all time. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's I feel so like we just became best friends. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's get tattoos. Let's get tattoos. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll yeah. get Paul, you get Simon. <laughs> oh my oh, days. <laughs> That's a great idea. See, I've been thinking about what tattoo to get. I haven't got any tattoos, so this could be my first one. Let's get Paul. Oh, no. be like, who's that weirdo at the front of this stage? <laughs> Paul tattoo. <laughs> yeah, just waiting for me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, figured it out. So yeah, it is a belter, isn't that. it? And it, as, a, as an intro goes, if you hear that, it's just straight in. You're just one straight in. It starts with a hook. You, you get, you just get fired up straight away and that would it's 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 a great song isn't it yeah absolutely yeah it's also what's nice is it's got that kind of like football hooligan chant if you want it to be you know yep. when people on the dance floor, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of weddings that dance so it's such that a song. british thing to do <laughs> yeah i know i know it really is maybe there'll be a there'll be a team in the not citizen future because you know there was that weird moment where Dua Lipa's song "One Kiss" yeah was <laughs> taken on by like Liverpool fans, and there's this like heaps of Liverpool fans at the at the uh, Champions League final going up. Like, One kiss is all it takes. Fall in love with me, super. It's so bizarre. Another belter though. Another belter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like I kind of should have ended on this question. Uh, on that question because I feel like I'm on a high now but on the flip side of that is there a song or an album that kind of brings out the emotion in you or you might not be able to listen to it anymore because of like a certain situation or a moment there's there's one I mean it's it's more just because it's a brilliant song Mm. uh there's a song called If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell and I would urge anyone who's listening to yeah. this to go and to go and listen to it because it's basically one of the most beautiful love songs ever written but it's so tragic it's so sad and he basically spins this metaphor about how he's he's he becomes as a, as the the writer of the song he's he's writing it for his wife and he's going isn't it sad that we're not we don't have forever if we had forever that we we wouldn't have to the the, the second lyric the second verse is if we were vampires and death was a joke, we'd go out on the sidewalk and smoke, laugh at all the lovers and their plans. We wouldn't feel the need to hold, I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand, but maybe time running out is a gift and I'll work hard to the end of my shift. Give you every second I can find. Hope it isn't me who's left behind. Basically he talks about, he's just aware of their mortality and that yeah. they don't have forever and they've only got 40 years maybe. And he's like, oh, if only we were vampires and we'd live forever, like, we wouldn't worry about death. We'd just chain smoke and like walk around and just enjoy each other's company. And it's such a good song. And uh, he sings, the backing vocals are done by his wife. And it's such a haunting oh, wow. song. Yeah, and it, it, made, it just made me cry when I first heard it. It was just, and I was, it was only like three years ago when I first heard that song. And I was just floored. I just couldn't believe 
that someone had written a song like that and it was just so good and then yeah i just say go listen to that song yeah so yeah added to the playlist yeah if we were vampires it's so good this one's a quite a controversial one so there's only been a handful of people that have been able to answer it and some of them said it with their chest as well so fair play to them but is there a song that you'd quite like to put in a time capsule and never hear again (laughs) Never hear again. Never hear it again. Like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> oh, that is a really good question. We've had, like, Mambo number five. We've had, um, like, that's a, a great few. Song. Yeah, it's my first thing. I was going to say, who's oh, putting Mambo number five? If, you, if you're putting Mambo number five in a time capsule, never hear again. I, I think you need yeah. to... That's, I, 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 blo- I blocked them. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was going to say. Thank God. No, I think, yeah, that's a, that's a joyful song. Things like... Anything, anything Jedward, I just don't think we need in, in, Fair in play. love. Fair play. Um, what I would say, okay, we are the cheeky girls, we are the cheeky girls. Do you know that one? Yes, we very aware of that. Like, no one asked for that. <laughs> so I would say that that would, I'd happily put that one in in uh, in a time capsule and then hear it again. Um, <laughs> Love that. I feel like I, you didn't even have to think about that. It was like straight away. Yeah. That <laughs> the one. cheeky girls. Yeah. <laughs> straight away. Um, because I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for like sort of naff as well. Like if Venga boys, yeah. I don't mind. I, I like. No, I, I'm, I'm into all day, it. every day. Yeah, they've got some tunes. Um, I'm fan of a charity single as well. Are you? I don't What's know what it favorite? is. I liked the one they did for Grenfell, Embridge over troubled water. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I also, and this was quite weird because on my Spotify Wrapped, it's random years, but sometimes. <laughs> It's Band-Aid. <laughs> Do they know it's Christmas? And I don't know what I'm going through throughout that year for it to appear. That in is, my, it the, uh, is, it the, is it the recent one or the old, the original? No, so it's not the original. It's the one in between. The one where Dizzy Rascal raps. Oh, yeah. Justin yeah, Hawkins yeah, yeah. sings in it. It's that yeah, one. Yeah, I know that one, yeah. Is Ollie Murs on that one? No, he was no. on the one after that. Okay. <laughs> so I know from my... <laughs> I love that. If I went on Mastermind, that would be my special <laughs> <subject>. <laughs> The cast of Band-Aid yeah. <laughs> through the years. Through the years. Oh my god. Yeah. I I I I'm I'm actually on the fence with whether the, the song should really be part of Christmas. And and I know it's controversial speaking to someone who's who's um obviously a big but fan I listen to it all year round, so it does it's, it's... No, but do you think because I had a conversation with a mate at Christmas, like, do you think that the, I, I, by the way, I'm not bashing the song's um, intentions and the, the money it's made and all that stuff. But do you think that we should sort of retire the idea that or the, the image that it's, it's it's speaking about in 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 this day and age with with the sort of way it portrays Africa? And do you think that there's there's something slightly uncomfortable now about the sort of white savior mentality yeah. with the song? Hey, this is a big subject and this a big podcast on. Maybe we should get into it, but. <laughs> I, I was listening to it this year, and it was I was on my mind last year, and I think it's been a few years has been kind of a, a popular zeitgeisty thing yeah. to discuss at Christmas. But yeah, it makes you think. I wonder if it'd be on a Spotify. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that away. Yeah, yes. I like that. I'm not gonna engage with this conversation because <laughs> no, it's a big one for the end of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna end this and go and cry. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, honestly, that's ruined a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah get your own tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm one. I'm so grateful for your time today. Like it's been way better than I thought it was ever going to be. Not that I was not that I was <laughs> expecting any of that, but like honestly, like the way that you spoke about music, like your own, and even like through like other artists and stuff like that. Like I can sit and talk about it all day, every day. And I'm so excited for the album. So best of luck. It's Thank out so everywhere now. Obviously, go buy it, download it, stream it, whatever you need to do. But Reese Lewis, thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. Oh, it's probably the best waffle I've had in a while. Thank you so much oh, for me. You have to say that. I mean, you do no, have to say that because we're best friends now. Exactly. So. <laughs> so, no, it was. I really enjoyed waffling. It was really fun. So thanks for having me. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.